today we are continuing our series that I started last week called Made to Make a Difference. And our serve team is making a difference. Amen. They are doing it. Every Sunday, every Wednesday, life groups, so many things, they are making a difference. So last week I showed you the path to fulfilling your purpose. Our vision here is for you to know God, live free, find your purpose, and to make a difference. So the path of fulfilling your purpose is, is, is four things. One, salvation. The path has to start with you being born again. You must be saved. And we looked at that and said, hey, we can serve, but you know what? If you serve people and, and the end goal is not uh, eternity, yes, you can make a difference on earth, but it won't have an eternal impact. And also, you'll never find your purpose till you're fully saved, right? I, it was almost a year to the day last Sunday when I got saved here, July 10, 2002. I had no idea what God called me to until I got saved. So it begins with salvation. Then two, surrender. We must fully surrender our lives to Christ as our Lord. As Fabian said a few weeks ago, two sides of the cross, one side salvation, the other side surrender, right? Savior is only mentioned a few times in the Bible. The Lord is mentioned thousands of times, right? So the emphasis on him being our Lord, that word Lord in the Greek means supreme master. So every time we say Lord Jesus, it really is, it's truly surrendering. If you surrender to the Lord, it says in Psalms, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. If you desire to know your purpose and fulfill it, and make a difference, then delight yourself in the word, Lord. But you know, you got to know what that word means. Again, yes, delighting in his presence, but that word delight actually means to be pliable, like Play-Doh. You got to allow the Lord to mold you into what he wants you to be. That's being a surrendered life. And then guess what? If you do that, your heart's desire is going to line up with his heart, right? Amen. Thank you, Tony. Tony agrees with that. Amen. Secondly, sanctification. We talked about the process of sanctification. Salvation is what's called justification, meaning it's just as though we've never sinned. When we get saved and ask the Lord to forgive us, make him our Lord and Savior. It's just though we never sinned. We're saved in that moment. It's called justification. Then the rest of our process living on earth is called sanctification. It's a big word for a process of becoming holy or being set apart, set apart from the world to God for a purpose. It's a lifelong process till we get to heaven, which is known as glorification. When we get there, we're going to have glorified bodies and be just like the Lord. So it's the process of becoming holy and pure. And then fourth, of course, to fulfill your purpose is serving. So I ended the message last week showing you that we are all called and gifted to serve others. So I'm going to continue where we ended last week. In Matthew chapter 20, the apostles James and John's mom had just asked Jesus if her two sons could be put in positions of honor in the kingdom of God. And as you can imagine, um, this didn't make the disciples too happy. You know, I love, I think, I don't know, how many of y'all been watching the Chosen series? How many of y'all been watching? I think they're doing an incredible job with that series. I think it's very creative, very scriptural. Um, and there, of course, there's a lot to fill in. But you got to think, if you've been watching it, like, the disciples are always at each other. <laughs> they're always arguing, they're fighting. But, I mean, that's the truth, right? You had tax collector, you had a zealot, you had fishermen, you had people that were timid, uh, you know. And and when things like this would arise, like James and John's mom's like, hey, can can my sons be your, your right and left hand man? Can they just, can you just put them in a place of honor? And you think the disciples are probably like, and who this chick thinks she is, right? Like, what, what in the world? Why would, why, why would they get uh, these positions of honor instead of us? So, of course, this started a, a dispute amongst them. And, and like I said, that's why I think the Chosen's doing a great job of, of just showing how I think it would be. I mean, right? Come on, we still have disputes amongst disciples today. Come on, somebody. Right? Isn't that right? So Jesus, he addresses the issue, Matthew 20, 25, and 28. 
Jesus called the followers together and said, you know, the rulers of the non-Jewish people love to show their power over people and their important leaders love to use all their authority. But it should not be that way among you. Whoever wants to become great among you, this is the key to greatness, you must serve the rest of you like a servant. Whoever wants to become first among you must serve the rest of you like a slave. He's saying, listen, if you want to be great, the word, the, the goat, I was watching a, a commercial for something the other day and they, they listed an athlete and it said the goat underneath, greatest of all times. Well, Jesus said, if you want to be the greatest of all times, serve. Amen. In the same way, the son of man did not come to be served. He said, in the same way, I came and gave you an example. He came to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many. I love it. In another translation, verse 26 says, the greatest one among you will live as the one who is called to serve others. He even says in that translation that, you know what, you're, you're called to uh, serve others. So Jesus makes it clear that we're called to serve. Now let's look at 1 Peter 4.10 again. That's the calling. 1 Peter 4.10, God has given each of you a gift from his variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. And I talked about that last week. So again, since we know we're called and gifted to serve, today I want to show you how to be successful in serving others. So again, we can serve, but we may not be successful. When I mean successful, again, we have an eternal purpose in mind, right? We don't want to serve just to serve. We want to be biblically successful in how we serve. So let's go to Lord in prayer and ask him to help me to help us to receive this. Lord, we thank you for the calling and the giftings that you've given us to serve others. We thank you for the pathway to, to fulfill our purpose of salvation and sanctification and surrender. And now that we know we're called and gifted to serve, help me today as I preach your word to clearly unfold it, to, to, to know how we can be successful. Not by the world's standard, not by our own standard, but what's biblical success when it comes to serving other people? Holy Spirit, have your way. Help us to receive it and most importantly to grace to apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today I want to give you three keys to assure your serving will be successful. Number one, realize that everyone can serve. Realize that everyone can serve. Obviously we've been, we've been having a campaign this month. And we've been encouraging people to serve in many different capacities. And you may be in here today and you may think, yeah, I can't serve because of blank. Well, well, let me just show you a scripture here. I believe that anybody in the sound of my voice can serve. It's First Chronicles 25, 6. Before I go tell them and set it up, the context of the scripture is King David and his army commanders were appointing ministers and musicians to serve at the house of the Lord. You remember last week I used the Levites, again, that, that template of those four things uh, from numbers of how the Lord was showing them what they needed to do. So here again, we see them appointing, David's appointing ministers and musicians. And look what he says in First Chronicles 25, 6. It says, all these men were under the direction of their fathers. Shows you how important fathers and spiritual fathers are right there, right? Under the direction of their fathers, as they made music at the house of the Lord, their responsibilities included the playing of cymbals, harps, and lyres at the house of God. Now look at verse 8. The musicians were appointed to their term of what? Service by means of sacred lots. Look at this. Without regard to whether they were young or old, teacher or student. You see that? They all had a responsibility to serve in some capacity, and it said it was, it, it, it was sacred lot was how they would determine the Lord's will back then. 
So they, was, they, were, they were throwing lots to determine what, what's God's will, but it said it didn't matter if they were young or old, teacher or student. So this shows us whether you're young or old, specially trained or not, you can serve in some capacity. Amen? It's like, well, I don't have any special training, man. I can't speak. I can't sing. I can't cook. I, you could do something. And as I said, before there was a you, I said this last week, and I've said it many times, before there was a you, there was something for you to do. God wouldn't say he gave all of us spiritual gifts and then say, well, except for, you know, this person over here. I forgot about him. Yeah, I left him out. They, no, all of us. Didn't, that, didn't the first Peter say that? We all have some gifts that we can use to serve others. And let me give you some examples of just recently. We just had our kids camp, um, uh, you know, earlier or late last month. And, and of course, they had children from all the way from five years old to fifth grade. And we had middle school children. We had high school students that whole week, you know, serving with the rest. I see Brian there. He's, he's one of the, the key leaders of that week. And, you know, we got children, right, Brian? They're children, middle schoolers that are helping. My own middle school, really, all four of my kids served. My girls are all in middle school. My son's in high school playing the drums. Listen, they all had a capacity to serve. One of my daughters, she was what's called, what's called special teams. Yes. I'm going to brag on my kids real quick. I will do that. But, you know, one, she and her job was called special teams. Her, Natasha was another. Natasha helped out and they were serving and Miss Geraldine, Tina's mom. And their job was just to run around and get everybody else what they need. Right, Natasha? What the essence of serving. And Leah absolutely loved it. She loved it. I got to tell y'all, she'll be at the second service. She probably won't want me using her name. So, right. But she loved it. It doesn't matter. These are children. Anybody can serve. And then speaking of, and I'm a, in a minute, by the way, you probably saw that we have some more blessing bags outside. If you didn't get one last week, I know most of the first service did. Second service, we ran out, which was a blessing because that means y'all took a lot. Hopefully y'all been giving them away. Let me pause and say, did anybody give away a blessing bag this week yet? Awesome. Good. Good. A few people did. Great. Great. Hey, so next, so we got some more. The Haslings again, they're here today. Thank you, Julie and Alan Hasling. Uh, they, they provided some more blessing bags. They, they actually made more. Uh, and then they have some ready because this Wednesday coming up, again, our middle students and even our children and kids' life, we're going to assemble the blessing bags for next Sunday. Come on, somebody. Even the children in, in kids' life are getting involved to serve. Anyone can serve, you know, whether you're young or old. And so you may be thinking, yeah, but I have other reasons, uh, you know, that I may not be able to serve again. And uh, oh, I, I see she is here, uh, Miss Inez Blanchard, affectionately known to us as Mama, Cassie's grandmother. You know, just over a, a little over a year now, starting in May of last year, she suffered two breaks in her body and three surgeries. And on July 31st, she's going to be cooking to serve the elderly. Amen. Thank you, Mama. Thank you for what you're doing. Oh, and by the way, she's 84, 85 years young, too, by the way. Right? Everybody can serve, y'all. She had a, she suffered a broken ankle a, and then had surgery on that, a broken hip, had surgery on that, and she had some severe back pains and she had surgery. And she's still sitting here today with her walker, still has a heart to serve. Amen. So why am I saying that? Yes, I know this is all my family. I'm bragging on my family today. But listen, that shows you from young to old, even with some talked about Karen, y'all, everybody can serve. Amen. Everyone can serve. If you realize this, you'll be successful. Because if you don't think you, you can give anything you can serve, of course you're not going to be successful because you're never going to get up off your backside and do something. Come on. Amen? All right. I'm going to move on on that note. Number two. You, first, you got to realize you, uh, that you, everybody can serve. Number two, this is very important, very, very important. Serve willingly and with the right heart. 
This is where the rubber meets the road here. Serve willingly with the right heart. Yes, we've been encouraging. We campaigning you. We, 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 we doing everything we can to encourage you from the scripture, but you gotta serve willingly and with the right heart. Look at Ephesians 5.21. It all comes straight from Scripture. Be willing to serve each other out of respect for Christ. All that, that, it, This comes, it's been said many years, you've heard it. All the Lord needs is a willing vessel. If we're willing, again, we just saw in the Scriptures, you don't have to be specially trained. If you're willing, God can use you. Trust me, I know from personal experience God can use you, even if you don't think you're a good speaker, if you're specially trained, whatever. Of course, God does use people. And of course, we develop our gifts and all that. We need to do that. That's another message. But if you're willing, God can use you. I mean, I, go back to children. Now, after I just bragged on my kids, let's just say in general, those of you that have children, isn't it a blessing when your kids do something around the house without being told that they have to do it? Cool. I knew I'd get a lot of amens on that. All the parents are like, yes, indeed. Whenever they don't have to be told, they have a chore or something to do, and they just see something that needs to be done, and they do it. Or you say, hey, can you go do that and so? And it's like, yeah, yes, ma'am, or yes, sir. And it's just like, you're about to fall out your chair, right? And he's like, wow, that, that, you know, and they go do it willingly. Isn't that a blessing? Because they want to, they see it needs to be done around the house. Maybe you ask them to do something, or, or they do something even more so for their sibling. That's when you really know breakthrough is hit your house. When they go do something for a sibling without being told, and they do it willingly, right? Out of a heart. Isn't that a blessing? It's the same for us. I believe, you know, we all, you know, those of us that are saved and born again, we're God's children, right? So it's just, if, if it blesses us as parents that our children would do something willingly for one another or for us, how much you think it blesses our Heavenly Father when we serve one another willingly? When we're helping one another? Jesus gave us the example. He said, the reason I came to earth, one of the main reasons, not to be served, but to serve others. And he served ultimately by laying down his life for a ransom for our sins. Look at 1 Peter 2.13. Be willing to serve the people who have authority in this world. Do this for the Lord. Amen. This is specifically here. He's saying, look, be willing to serve those in authority. Now, I'm a, you may want to put out your foot right here. I'm going to step on a few toes. We're commanded to serve those in authority even when you don't agree with them. That scripture don't say... To blast the authority, people on authority on Facebook when you don't agree with them. Is that what your Bible says? My Bible says to be willing to serve them. Be willing to serve those in authority. I add it when, you know, when, even when you don't agree with them. Cause I know when Peter wrote this, right? Make sure it is Peter. Yep. First Peter. When Peter wrote this, remember they were under the Roman government, guys. There's nothing we're going through in this society that compares close to what the Jewish people at the time of the writing of the Bible was under. The persecution, the slaughter of Christians, the, I mean, the, the massacres, the, the, they were un, under relentless persecution and still Peter commanded them to be willing to serve people in authority. So we're commanded to do this even when we disagree. So again, I want to honor our serve team. We did this as a staff and a few years ago, we did it again Thursday, and we did this right here in our community. We had a, a group, and you'll see, of serve team members that were willing to come out. And I just want to give you a snippet. Again, July 31st is the big culmination, but I just wanted to show you what went down and how our serve team served. Our, uh, our first responders, our, our, those in authority, the mayor, the chief of police, fire department, we did all that on Thursday. Doug, go ahead and, and, and show that. Check this out.
Amen. Isn't that awesome? You saw how many, you know, it was all of our staff, but a lot of our CERN team members. Assistant Chief Orlando, we appreciate you, man. Y'all are a blessing, you and your department. Come on, let's honor them. We thank you, man. And uh, Chief La Ch Chad Leger was there. Of course, the, you know, the fire department, that was all the city workers, whether it's public works, those that work in the office. And so the fire department, a lot of those guys, most of them all volunteer, really all of them except for the chief is volunteer. So it's just a way to honor those in authority, right? From our mayor all the way down to those in public works, right? Just to say, man, and those guys, we served a, a, a great steak dinner a steak lunch for them, and it's just a way to bless those in authority. I mean, we do that every year, and thank you all for those of you serve team that came out to be a part of that. You know, we must also understand that the serving, that serving is a part, listen, to our devotion to God. It's not just a duty, it's part of our devotion. The scripture also tells us this, 1 Corinthians 16, 6, to submit to them and others like them who serve with such devotion. You see that? Serving other people should be a devotion to God. Just like I said, you know, the way we pursue God, obviously, worship, prayer, the word. But even when we serve other people, again, in the name of Christ, I'm talking about serving with success. If you serve willingly with the right heart, you realize that what I'm doing for somebody else, I'm doing unto the Lord. Because the scripture tells us that too, right? That whatever we do, however we work, when you're working or whatever, to do it, not un just like you're doing it for people, but unto the Lord. You can serve others but not do it with the right heart. You can tell your heart's not right if you feel like you're serving out of duty. Let me say it this way. Those of us that are saved, we're sons and daughters, right? Sons serve out of delight. Slaves serve out of duty. Amen? Sons serve out of delight. Slaves serve out of duty. So if, you, if you're a son, if you're a daughter of the Most High, of the King, you're going to serve out of the light. Man, I, this is my devotion. This is part of my devotion. We talk about our daily devotions, which we always talk about. It's important prayer, Bible reading. But you know what? Serving is part of our devotion to the Lord as well. See, God wants your heart, not just your hands. God wants your heart, not just your hands. Actually, I'll say it this way. God wants your heart before he wants your hands. Because this is what we're talking about. You're going to serve out of the right heart when he has your heart. When you, when you surrender, as we've been talking about, as we talked about last week, when you fully surrender and say, Lord, I give it all, I give you my life, and you, he has your heart, then you know what? He's, he, your hands are going to be a delight unto him. It's going to be devotion unto him. And look, Jesus says that again, Matthew 23, 11, the greatest among you will be the one who always serve others from the heart, not out of the duty, but out of delight. So if you want to serve successfully, number one, realize that everyone can serve and then serve willingly and with the right heart. And the third and final thing, number three, serve with the purpose of glorifying God and winning people. I kind of hit on this a little bit last week, but I wanted to, to drive it home today. Serve with the purpose of glorifying God and winning people. Matthew 5, 14 and 16, Jesus speaking, he said, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, put it, instead they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I always try to pull my point straight from the scriptures if I can. Amen? Glorify. Let's serve in a way that glorifies the Lord. Wouldn't you say serving others is a good deed? Right? Wouldn't you say that's a good deed? He said, so, you know, that, that our light, shining our light, yes, it's, it's preaching the gospel, it's telling people, it's praying for people, but it says so they can see your good deeds. And when they see our good deeds, they'll glorify God. Amen? 
They'll glorify our Father in heaven, and hopefully, if they don't know him, they'll come to know God intimately. When we serve with such devotion, desire, again, it brings others into the kingdom of God. Again, there are many organizations that are no doubt doing great things to help people, but if, if, if none of that glorifies God or tries to win people, then at the end, I don't believe it's truly successful. Let me say it another way, a little more blunt. If all we do is feed people and fill their bellies and they go to hell, what did we really do? Amen. We helped them on this planet, and that's great. But if they die the next day or a week later or whenever, guess what? They're going to spend eternity separated from the Lord. So, you know, on the 31st or if you give out a blessing bag, whatever, that's why I love what the Haslings did. Yes, there's some things in there. Most of it is to, to, to help with their physical needs, but there's a devotion and a way for them to know Christ. There's a way for them to get saved and then to boot. And again, I didn't even ask them to do this, but they put our church address and name on there too. So if they want to follow up and get connected, right, they can come to the local church and begin to get discipled and, and connected, right? That's the ultimate purpose. Yes, we do want to meet their felt needs. Jesus did it all the time. That's a, a big way we, we, we get the green light, right? Like so we read last week, your gift will make a way for you. We're doing all of this so we can make a way, but the goal is glorifying God and people getting saved. Remember, serving people wins us the right to speak the truth of the gospel to the lost and to a dying world around us. Amen? Actually, I thought I quoted it last week, but it's right here. Proverbs eighteen sixteen: A man's gift given in love or courtesy makes room for him and brings him before great men. You see that? A gift given in love, right? With the right heart, the right spirit, willingly makes room for him. Makes room for what? I believe makes room for us to speak the truth of the gospel to pray for them, to help them. It, it, a gift of whatever we do, whether blessing bags or you're going to be painting or cooking like Mama and them are going to be doing or pressure washing or, you know, their faith house, you know, renovate, doing so many different things. Uh, you know, and I'm going to give you a few of them here. Here's some examples. Again, we serve the first responders. And again, if you saw a, qu a quick click, clip, I was in there. Part of what we did, yes, we wanted to honor all of them, but you know what? I shared from the scripture how the Bible commands us to honor and respect those and to pray for them. And then I prayed over them. And you know what? That may seem like, okay, well, that was just a little five-minute thing. I believe it's planting a seed. I believe that, hey, they know that, of course, Orlando, he's a brother he's a, uh, that, that's, that's here, a member of the church. But those other guys, I don't know everybody else there. I don't know where they're at. So I make sure that they know, hey, I'm doing this in the name of Christ. And the reason I'm praying for you is because God commands me to pray for you and to honor you and to love on you. So, hey, can I pray for you? And we just prayed over them. And I believe it plants a seed for them. And you never know who may come to church. or They might never come to this church, and that doesn't matter. As long as they go somewhere where they can get saved, born again, or if they do get born again or somebody leads them to Christ, they get connected. Many different great churches in our city. We're in relationship with a lot of them. I was praying for, for our brothers and sisters around the community as I was praying for our services this morning. That's what matters. Amen. They know it's a purpose. We never go in there and do something like that without coming in the name of Christ, right? And then our serve day on the 31st, we'll have plenty of chances to love on people, share the gospel with them, and pray for them as well. Also, again, you know, every year we, we do this. We just we made some new uh, FLC T-shirts, made them a little different. They're a little brighter this year, a little more summery. And so, hey, we do that for a reason, too. One, we want to bless you a little extra. We can all be, you know, uh, on the same team, so to speak, wearing the same jersey. But also it has our church name on it. 
And so, you know what, hopefully you wear it beyond serve day. And you know what, people may ask about the church. and may ask, and it's another way to help people to, to, to maybe come to know the Lord, come to service, experience his presence, as we talked about, right? And accept the word of God. You know, there's a lot of people that have never experienced God's presence. There's even, I believe, some born-again believers who's never experienced God's presence. And you know why I know that? Because I've, I've talked to spiritual leaders from other denominations that don't believe you can actually sense God's presence or experience his presence. So if a leader believes that, you know they're teaching the people that. I mean, man, you know, I, 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 for me, I don't see how you can walk in, in a service like this with the worship we have and not experience God's presence, right? You know, so amen. We're, we're really blessed. And so even wearing a church t-shirt may do that. And so in this year, we got something new I'm excited about. This year, we're going to actually be giving away free car washes for single moms and widows and haircuts for their children. As we're going to be close to school, right? My barber, that's a, a member of the church here, and some of the barbers at his barbershop are going to be coming here, even some beauticians, so he could even uh, help the ladies out or the little girls. And for the sons, we're going to be giving free haircuts and car washes. How many of y'all know that widows and, and orphans are close to God's heart? And I believe as we do that, we're showing the love of God and the heart of God. Amen. So something new. So even that, you may not saw that. If you want to sign up, man, you can come and help wash cars. Or you may be uh, you, you may be able to do hair or something. Or you may just want to just come love on them. I thought about it. It'd be great for people just to come talk to these ladies or to play with these kids while they're here. We're going to do this on campus. If you want to be a part of that, hey, I, I mean, they can sign up. I just had that thought. It could be the more the merrier because I'm just thinking we could love on these ladies, pray for them, and whatever needs to be done. Amen. It's a a means it's a gift to try to minister to them and help them and lead them to the Lord and pray if they have any needs. Amen. So as I close, I want to share a story with you about John Maxwell. Uh, a lot of you probably are familiar with John Maxwell. He was a pastor. He pastored two different churches, and now he's uh, he's one of the, the leading. Uh, speakers and, 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 and leaders on leadership. I, I hate to use the word, but like a leadership guru. He's one of the forefront in leadership. He trains five Fortune 500 companies around the world, still preaches the gospel. Um, he's written many of books, and we, we've heard him at conferences, has a heart for the lost and a heart for souls. Uh, and, and he said this, he had a heart attack and he almost died years ago. He said, as he was laying in the hospital bed, surrounded by his loved ones, Asking a doctor if he was going to die, he said he didn't have any fear or regrets. Regrets. And now this was, I think, 20-something years ago or maybe even more. I think he said he was in his 40s at the time. He didn't have any fear of death because his faith in Christ, and he didn't have any regrets because he felt like he had lived his life to the fullest until that point. I was only halfway through his life so far. He said this, coming out of that experience, here's what I don't know and what I do know. I don't know when I will die. I do know that discovering and fulfilling my purpose has allowed me to live my life without regrets. Isn't that crazy? Even up until that point, he said, if I'd have died there, I'd had no regrets because I know I lived my life to the fullest and what he was doing. See, if we find our purpose and use it to serve others successfully, we can live a life without regrets as well, church. Again, Jesus gave us a great example again of this. He told us he came to serve, but then he gives us an example by washing the disciples' feet. And I love how he ends this, John 13, 12, and 17. After washing their feet, he put on his robe, sat down again, and asked, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you write because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. This is serving. It's an illustration of serving. I have given you an example to follow. 
Do as I have done. I tell you the truth, slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Listen to this. I quote this scripture often, but it's in the context of serving. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Amen. We know we call to serve. We know we're gifted to serve. Jesus has given us examples And he said, God will bless you for doing this. Listen, when it comes to serving church, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be earth shadowing. It just needs to be for others. Amen. And listen, I believe if we serve others, no matter if it seems like we're a John Maxwell as an international speaker and leadership guru, pastor, evangelist, all the things he's done, you know, it may not be all that, but I believe those meals my mama and my family and others are going to be cooking, the painting and all of that could be just as earth shattering as an international speaker. Because I believe that we're doing it with the right heart, with the right motive, and being willing, and know we're trying to further the kingdom of God, as long as it's for others. Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. And let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and do good deeds, not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction as the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more faithfully as we see the day of Christ's return approaching. See, what we've been trying to do, I've been trying to do is encourage you today and all this month to serve others. So every Sunday, I want to try to give you an action step. Here's a new one you can get involved in. Uh, where's Ken at? Ken Hargrave. Why don't you stand up, Ken, for a minute? Ken Hargrave has a, a ministry here in Eldercon called Our Heart for Children. It's an after-school program he's been having for 13 years now, he said. So 13 years. Come on, why don't we give it up for Ken? Thank you, Ken. So you can sign up and serve him. Now, this is there's some things you can do right now. I'm even giving you something today. You may so you might want to do if you want to work with children right here in Eldercon to help them. That program is going to start August 23rd. And Ken said he needs volunteers to help with homework, additional areas they may be struggling in. Uh, and so he needs volunteers for this. If you go to our app or our website and you click serve, you can sign up. He'll get an email. He'll contact you and let you know. So either working with children. Also, he'd like to provide, and they've done it in the past, hot meals for these children back then. He said sometimes these children, that may be the only hot meal they have of the day. Isn't that right, Ken? So you may be, again, you may like to cook. You can, you can go and you can cook and help them. He even said, if you want to start now, you can cook meals and freeze them now and they'll freeze them and they'll frost them next month as they get going and heat them up and feed the children. So if you want to do that, you can go talk to Ken after. You can go to our website, our app on the serve tab and sign up for that. Also, you may be like, man, neither one of those things are my thing. Listen, he actually needs repairs on his building as well. If you're a handyman, you, he needs some skilled workers and he said some don't even have to be that skilled again. Don't need proper training. There's some some uh, trees and stuff that need to clean up. And then also, he just got approved to be a distribution site for Second Harvest uh, Food Bank. So Ken's going to need some help with that as well once a month to be able to go and serve with the food bank. So great ways you can serve right here in our community, ongoing. I mean, thank you, Kim. So you can sign up for that today, and I'll go beyond July. That, can, that starts in August. So if you got a heart to help, you know, uh, uh, children that are struggling in school, again, you know, uh, uh, that, are, that, that have a lot of challenges of life, uh, uh, living in that environment, a lot of them broken homes or whatnot, you can sign up for that. Again, we have more blessing bags. I showed you, if you weren't here last week, Pastor, you want to toss me that bag? He did a better job throwing it to me than I did throwing it back to him last week. If you wasn't here, so we have these blessing bags I mentioned earlier that has uh, some toiletries in it, some socks, a wash rag, and a devotion. We have more. Listen, if you grabbed one last week and you haven't given one out yet, 
hold off on if those. If you have given yours away, you can go grab another one. You can grab one. We're trying to make sure we have enough second service, which is a blessing. Y'all wiped them out almost. Matter of fact, Miss Charlotte said we had to pull them and put them in the closet so second service would have some, which is good. I'm glad. I'm glad y'all took them. And I know it blessed the Haslings. It was great. But if you've given them away, just take another one. If not, if you still have your two, just hold off so the second service will have some. Next week, again, our students, our children are going to be making some. You can grab some more uh, next week. And of course, again, sign up for Serve Day on our app. If you haven't, July 31st, many different ways you can sign up. Go to the Serve tab. Do that today. So as I finally conclude, this is my second closing, but I'm really landing the plane. Okay, the landing gear is down and I'm coming in. The last scripture I read also talks about staying connected to the church. And for a specific reason, even more faithfully now, because the day of Christ's return is approaching. So let me ask you this question. If he returns today, if he returns tomorrow, are you ready? Are you ready for his return? Matthew 28, 20, 28 says, Just as the Son of Man, Jesus himself speaking, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Listen to this. Paying the price to set them free from the penalty of sin. Jesus laid down his life to pay the ransom for you and me. He came to serve, and we see all through the Gospels how he served others. main way he served is he came as an innocent man, the spotless Lamb of God, the Bible says, and died it in our place as a ransom. He had to ransom us because you know what? We've all sinned, the Bible says, and far short of God's glorious standard, and the wages of sin is death. We could never pay those wages on our own. Jesus had to die on the cross. He paid all of our wages for all mankind when he died on that cross. So are you ready? Are you ready to meet the Savior? If he returns or if you pass away, again, I did another funeral yesterday, right? I'm doing one Monday. Pastor Rob did one Saturday. Pastor Todd's doing another one next Saturday. We pray for our brother Dean, his mom, you know, right? I mean, it's, we're not promised tomorrow and we're not promised that we're going to even make it to lunch. This guy can crack and it'd be all wrapped up. This thing's over with, right? Either way, are you ready? If not, you need to get ready today. Would you bow your head with me, close your eyes, even at home, whatever you're doing, just stop for a minute and close your eyes, bow your head, just so there's no distraction. Are you ready? If Jesus returns, or if we, if you pass away, if your, if your funeral is the next one in line, I'm not trying to be more, but I'm just trying to be real. Are you ready to meet him? Have you asked Christ to forgive you of your sins? Have you repented of your sins and turned to him? If you say, Brandon, I'm not sure, man. I don't know if I'm ready. If that day would come today or tomorrow, I don't know if I'm ready to meet my maker. And I don't know where I'd spend eternity. The Bible makes it clear. It's either eternity in heaven or eternity in hell. There's no in-between. There's no holding place. Are you ready? If you say, Brandon, I'm not sure that I'm ready, but I want to get ready today. If that's you, just slip up your hand. And I want to pray with you. Sir, I see your hand. Anybody else? Anybody else in the back over here? Anybody else? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Even if you say, Brandon, at one time I thought I was ready, but you know what? I think I slid away and I need to, I need to get back right with God. I was at one time, but I need to re-surrender, recommit my life to the Lord. If that's you, I want you to just slip your hand up. Say, man, I need, a, I need a fresh recommitment. Sir, I see your hand. Thank you for your boldness. Anybody else? Even at home, lift your hand. I can't see you. The Lord can, though. Come on, let's pray for these that have raised their hand. In the back, sir, I thank you. Hands still going up. Thank you. Come on, let's get ready, church. Let's get ready. Whether this is your first time or first time in a long time, the Bible says if we believe in our heart 
confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we shall be saved. That's the salvation we talked about last week. Let's pray. Come on, as a family, we're all going to pray this together. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for coming to this earth and dying for me. Thank you for ransoming me, Lord. I know that I've sinned, and I repent of my sin today. I turn to you. I make you my Lord and Savior. I surrender my life to you today. Lord, give me the grace and the strength to live for you, to love you, and to serve others and be successful in fulfilling my purpose all the days of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, let's celebrate with these this morning. Amen. God bless y'all. Those of you that prayed that prayer for the first time or rededicated, resurrendered your life, card in the pew in front of you says connection card. Fill that out. Bring it to the info center. If you're watching online, there's a connection link online as well. The rest of us, why don't we stand up? Let me pray a blessing over you as you go. Come on, there's many ways, y'all. You can grab a blessing bag on your way out. You can sign up for a heart for children. Ken Hargrave, you may even go want to talk to him. If you see him there, sign up for, for the after school program. You can do that all through the fall and the school year and then sign up on the app or the website. Serve date, July 31st. Come on, we're going to make a difference in our community. Amen. You saw we already, I believe we're already doing it. Amen. We're going to continue and be successful for the cause of Christ. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. I pray we all be stirred to stirred up to serve successfully in all that we do willingly with the right heart. Help. I pray anybody in here that thought they couldn't serve because of an age, lack of training, disability, show them there's some way they can serve. Lord, help us to do it to further your kingdom, glorify you and win people to you. I pray your blessing, grace, peace and provision upon all these as they go today. In the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless y'all. Hey, if you need prayer for anything, we need prayer at all. We'll be down here at the altar to pray with you. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.